one of the things I hear people ask a lot is because it's such a smaller amount of liquid, like quantity wise, is it the same strength or does it have the same effect as drip coffee? And very roughly speaking, on average, a double shot of espresso, which is what you'll usually be served in like a latte, will have an approximate amount of caffeine to like an eight ounce cup of drip coffee. So they're very comparable. It's just a very potent form um, of coffee and it's super tasty. For Mumble Coffee, this is Coffee 101, a show about coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week, my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffee verse. If you just started listening to Coffee 101, you're in luck. We are starting Season 2 today. Season 2 takes us on coffee's journey from shelf to sip. So if you're a curious coffee drinker and you're trying to figure out how in the world you make awesome coffee at home or how in the world you figure out what good coffee is in the shop, this is the season for you. If you're looking for coffee's journey from seed to shelf, go back to season one and it's in chronological order and trust me, it is worth the listen. On the show today, I figured, okay, if we're going to start season two with a bang, let's start season two with a bang. So I asked Morgan Eckroth with Onyx Coffee Lab, who is the 2022 world barista runner-up and the 2022 U.S. barista champion, to talk to us about common coffee shop drinks and lingo. And I'm in the studio today with Katie and have you ever heard of yes. Morgan? Yes. I thought you were about to introduce me. No, I'm not going to introduce so you. It's always so awkward. You're like, it's Katie. No, they and know. I'm like, they hey. know you because like you're well, you're like a They should. You're the co-host on the show. I just looked up. I know you talked about Morgan, right? Yeah. I've definitely heard of her before. It was funny though because I didn't know that you you were like, "Oh, I'm interviewing this." girl and she's like the 2022 barista I didn't talk championship like well you know it filters through into my yeah. mind but I was like oh yeah that's great and he's like 800,000 followers on Instagram and I was like okay cool I looked her <laughs> up on Instagram I yeah. know that girl I've seen her on like TikTok and stuff yeah she's I legit just she's like way more legit than I am yeah I looked up you just agreed to what that she's way more legit than well, I am we well, all let's have just our say specialties. she is. That's right. Anyways, I just looked up I'm on the internet. I'm a better roaster than she is, though. On the internet, I she has 6 million followers on TikTok. <laughs> That's a lot of people, Morgan. It we're is a lot of people. We're proud of you. Yep, we're proud of you. And we're proud of what you do in coffee. I want to meet you so bad. I, well, you should come with me. I'm going I'm to Baltimore go, coming up. I'm going to go with my co-host to Baltimore and we'll meet up and have some coffee at your <laughs> yeah. favorite coffee place in Baltimore. She's just going to be there. She'll be there kind of representing, I think, herself oh, okay, as well as mind. Onyx Coffee Lab. I don't, I don't think there's a, I could be dead wrong. I could be dead wrong. I don't think there's a barista competition there. I think that she's just coming uh, to that for competition. Fun? Yeah, just for fun. Wow. So, yeah. So, so this... To start off season two, 
we want to go into like you know the technical stuff as far as like grind size extraction brewing different brewing methods aeropress but i thought let, let's just let's get like a little primer these first few episodes yes. about like the coffee shop and and at the end of the season we'll circle back around to the coffee shop so the okay. first couple of episodes with morgan we're talking about common coffee shop drinks and lingo so like those traditional drinks like americano latte a black eye a red eye um a affogato um like all of that stuff and then we'll talk to some folks at um folks yeah we'll talk to some folks in the third episode about what it takes to really kind of have a hospitable and successful coffee shop that is important Right, and then, we'll, sure. and then we'll jump into some more, uh, the actual details of what I call shelf to sip, which will be fun. So this is going to be a great uh, season. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Now, you were going to say something a second ago. I know a lot more of these ago. words. Yeah, you do. You Except know what an affogato is, don't I you? I do, because every time we get ice cream yeah. and there's like coffee, uh-huh. it's every time yeah. there's ice cream and coffee in the same building, he's like... Let me make you an avocado. And yep. I'm like, oh, dear. Okay. But it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. Most yeah. of the time. All right. So let's just jump right to it. This is our first of two episodes covering all common coffee shop drinks and lingo with, honestly, one of the best, Morgan Eckroth best. with Onyx Coffee Lab out of Bentonville, Arkansas. Morgan, good to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, excited to be here. It's an honor. I know. We're starting season two of Coffee 101. Let's go. Very exciting. Yep. Let's go. So I wanted to start off with, um, well, let me even back up from there and say, if 101ers don't know Morgan, then y'all have been hiding under a rock because <laughs> Morgan Drinks Coffee is probably... I'd say one of the most popular, if not the most popular, handle on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, anything that you're looking for, what's going on as far as the nuances in a cafe, that's where you need to start. So, Morgan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I like to say I, I talk everything coffee. Um, whether it's from the cafe to the home brewer side, it's, it's a real honor to be able to do that online. You know, and, uh, if that wasn't enough, you are currently the reigning U S <laughs> barista champion. And on top yes. of that, am I correct? Second, you play second as far as barista in the world competition. I did. Yeah, that, uh, that happened. Uh, the World Barista Championship happened fairly recently, actually. It was the end of September in Melbourne of this year. Awesome. Well, we're, we're excited to have you on, and we're going to jump right in. So we're talking today about common coffee shop drinks and lingo. And so Morgan and I will just kind of go through the list, and these are what I'd call more historical coffee shop drinks. And uh, then we'll also throw some random kind of um, 
lingo that you may or may not know in there. So we're going to start with the the literally most basic. So <laughs> so drip coffee. Tell me about drip coffee. Drip coffee is very much a staple, especially of American coffee culture. Um, there are so many different names for it, and you'll see it in a lot of different forms in cafes. Um, on a base level, drip coffee um, is brewed coffee that is put through a filter and a drip system, and it's usually done in like large batches, so it's easily servable in cafes. Now, within the category of drip coffee, you kind of have couple different ways you can go um the main one being pour overs and those will often be done on kind of like a separate bar they'll take longer they're a little bit more labor intensive for the baristas to do um but often they'll be reserved for like nicer coffees that a cafe is serving ones that need a little bit more dialing in um and they're they're quite fun a lot of cafes opt nowadays not to do them just because it's kind of an efficiency thing for workflow um very time consuming uh both for the barista and for the customer but that's a side of it um also, something that's kind of interesting is that you'll hear a lot of different terms for drip coffee. Uh, some people will just call drip coffee like pour over coffee, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're kind of in tune to that, you can kind of like intuit what they're looking for. Um, frequently, especially in countries outside of the U.S., you'll hear what we call drip coffee referred to as filter coffee, which is another um, very simple way of saying it's coffee that is brewed through a filter of some sort. Um, You'll also hear batch brew a lot. I hear that a lot specifically in the U.S. and a lot in cafes. And that's, again, referring to that process that we are making very large batches of this coffee that's been served. Gotcha. So when people see drip or they see batch brew or they see filter or they see pour over um, or any of that kind of stuff, then then what the cafe is talking about is – what we're talking about here, which is drip. And, um, you know, Morgan said that, well, you know, traditionally you will have that barista behind the bar if they're doing a pour over, actually pouring that. And then Mm -hmm. you will see in some uh, coffee shops where they have an automated system for a pour over. And another thing to think about is, you know, when, when Morgan, when you said that you, you tend to have your more special coffees for pour over, I'd, I'd say that's correct. I also would say, you know, don't as a consumer shy away from that just straight up, you know, drip, batch brew, whatever you want to call it, coffee, because depending on the coffee shop, like, you know, you're with Onyx Coffee Lab, it mm-hmm. can be a phenomenal cup of coffee oh absolutely i will also say there there tends to be not this is a very general statement but there tends to be also more consistency in ordering batch brew uh just because if you are ordering a pour over there is a lot more human variables that go into it um so if you're someone that prefers to have the exact same thing every day which occasionally i am that person going the route of batch brew over maybe trying to explore pour overs is, is frequently the route you should take yeah cool okay so that is drip and every little fancy word that we said within it so let's (laughs) let's go to the next one which is the base for almost all other drinks pretty much everything else yeah yeah, in the coffee shop so let's talk about espresso 
Yeah, absolutely. So espresso is, in a nutshell, a very, very concentrated form of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, it is extracted very differently than uh, like a batch brew or a drip coffee. It is usually a around a one to two ratio. So if you have, let's say, like 19 grams of coffee that you're using in your espresso, you are only getting out around like 38 to 40 grams of your final beverage. Um, it is coffee that is ground super, super fine. It is then put into what we call a portafilter, which is that like kind of, I, I don't know, like spoon shaped. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see that goes into the espresso machine. Right. Um, and then it water is pushed through at a very, very high pressure in order to create this very concentrated beverage. Um, usually in most cafes nowadays, it ends up being about two ounces kind of on average. There's a lot of fluctuation uh, in that. Um, and it's very tasty. It is uh, one of the, one of the things I hear people ask a lot is because it's such a smaller amount of liquid, like quantity wise is, is it the same strength or does it have the same effect as drip coffee? And very roughly speaking, on average, uh, a double shot of espresso, which is what you'll usually be served in like a latte, will have an approximate amount of caffeine to like an yeah. eight ounce cup of drip coffee. So they're very comparable. It's just a very potent form um, of coffee and it's super tasty. Yeah. And we've talked about on Coffee 101, like you said, that, that ratio for espresso is about one to two. And then depending yeah. on the shop or the preference for drip coffee, we would say like one to anywhere from like 15 to 17 um, yep, as far sure. as that um, ratio of coffee to water. And and I do have a question because, again, I'm coming from the standpoint of a roaster and not being as familiar with stuff behind the bar. So I, I'm kind of a, a 101 learning here as well. When, when somebody orders – and espresso are they by default ordering a double shot or how mm-hmm. does that i mean like like in baristas behind the bar yeah. like what what are y'all thinking it it depends you know like I, I think a lot of what i'm speaking to is like specifically to specialty coffee cafes right um and generally within those cafes what you're ordering is a double shot um very few cafes nowadays split shots or pull less than a double shot right um however there are still some and depending on the style of espresso you're pulling there will be occasions for your where you'll be served a single um usually i would say nowadays it's pretty standardized to a double you'll receive your espresso cup uh you'll get usually at uh higher end specialty cafes you'll receive a little uh shot of um, bubbly water on the side yep. is kind of a palate cleanser yep. alongside and you'll also get a spoon for stirring or if you prefer to add sugar you have that spoon for that as well yeah yeah that's awesome and um you know i have also uh we'll just go ahead and and debunk so like the like a triple shot is probably i mean you probably have a, a way sweeter way to say they're may not be that behind the bar but like that i guess that would be like a you know some people order that um but i guess not necessarily realizing that it's by default usually a double um i don't know yeah. do, do you, if if somebody orders a, a triple do you just smile and do like <laughs> a double and then half of another or what do you do that that's usually what happens. Um, <laughs> there will be there will be an additional charge usually for that extra shot because you are 
you are pulling a full extra shot to be able to add on an additional one to theirs. Right. Um, usually though, because the default is doubles. And so it doesn't really make a difference whether they want a triple or let's say like a quad shot. Yeah. And so generally I'll have the conversation with them being like, Hey, just so you know, we pull doubles. And so it is the exact same price and no problem. If you want to just do a quad instead of a triple. And yeah. then it's up to them to decide like what amount of caffeine they're comfortable having. Um, yeah. But it is it, it is an additional step. It's very doable. If you're pulling good espresso, yeah. it's very possible to add two shots together to create whatever amount they're ultimately looking for. Right. And another thing we'll say uh, before we move on is it's espresso with an S <laughs> as opposed to this long debated topic <laughs> as opposed to espresso with a X. So <laughs> this is true. This we'll is very true. We'll just leave it right there. Okay. Let's move on. So tell me about a red eye. Yeah. I red love a red eye. Are, red eyes are um, powerful. <laughs> I don't think I have ever ordered one myself because they intimidate me a little bit. Oh, but you need what they one. Are, <laughs> I don't think I've ever needed one that badly. Not yet. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, red eyes and also I think what we'll talk about next, which are black eyes. Yeah, you can um, talk about both of them. Is yeah, for sure. So red eyes are going to be a cup of drip coffee. And then on top of it, you just pour your espresso. So you are, it's, it's a two in one combination. Uh, usually a red eye will have a smaller amount of espresso, whether it's a single shot um, or maybe a little bit more. And then you call it a black eye because it's a little bit more intense and you'll have a double or a triple shot of espresso. So it's kind of the, the, to the degree of caffeination you need on top of that drip coffee you're already being served. Yeah. And I've never, I've never ordered a black eye cause, cause I'm, I am, I am <laughs> like you for the red eye. Like I'm scared actually of the like, that's black enough. Eye. Yes. But, but I have ordered a red eye before. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to Americano. Yeah, absolutely. Americanos are kind of an interesting drink. Uh, Americano's base is going to be hot or cold water, depending, depending on whether you want hot or ice. And then on top of that is just going to be espresso. So it's taking that very concentrated, uh, form of coffee that you've pulled and kind of diluting it back down to something that is not, I'd say it's not completely uncomparable to Mm. drip coffee, but it's definitely going to be a very different flavor profile. It's going to be like a different like mouthfeel to it. Um, And it's a a pretty common way of drinking espresso uh, in a way that's not quite as punchy as espresso usually is. Espresso espresso flavor wise, very powerful. It's very potent. uh, And it's something that can be very much a learned appreciation. And Americanos are kind of like a gateway into that. When we get back in just a moment, what are some of the other drinks that are on that menu, that traditional menu in the coffee shop? You'll find out. Stick with us here on Coffee 101. Let's be honest. Sometimes you get derailed by bad coffee. Just don't. Get great coffee. Start with humble coffee. They don't settle. They want the best. You don't settle. You want the best from your food, including what you drink, and from your body. You want the best that's out there so that you can crush your goals. Humble Coffee. Check them out either through the show notes below or humblecoffee.com. All right, now let's get back to the show with Morgan Eckroth. 
a little bit of, of background, and then I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. It, Americanos became popular, one of oneers out there, uh, as a breakfast drink. We think probably around World War II when American soldiers who would prefer drip coffee as opposed to in um, you know some of the European countries preferring espresso were over there fighting and um, they wanted to add a little water to we'll say dilute the espresso which would have been the default in the European a lot of the European countries and so here's my here's my question is you said they they taste or they have a different flavor profiles. Um, Could you go into that a little more? Because I have always been curious, because I understand in my head that because of the pressure and the concentration with espresso, it's going to pull differently or extract differently than the drip is. Um, But I'm I'm just wondering, like, like, what what is the difference as far as like taste or flavor profile or or if you have any um, thoughts on how that um, how that extraction is different? Yeah, absolutely. I would say on average in uh, espresso and americano, americanos there will be like a higher perceived acidity to them, um, especially coming from if we're if we're thinking about espresso. Um, and how it tastes on its own. Mm-hmm. Usually when you sip it, you'll be able to kind of feel the, the acidity in your palate, on your right. mouth. Uh, and then by diluting it down, you, you soften that quite a bit. Um, however, with drip coffee, I would say overall, and I, I like to describe these in very tactile ways. I think it's easy for people to relate to it. Drip coffee tends to be a bit more softer in the yeah. experience. Um, if you're sipping it, it is, it's a smoother experience. Usually if you're drinking good coffee, whereas espresso again is often going to be a little bit sharper in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that like difference. You still hold on to a bit of that sharpness, even when you're diluting it down with water, whereas drip coffee overall is going to be a bit smoother in the experience. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's a, that's a, great way to explain it um and so hopefully that helps if somebody is deciding if they're up at the bar ordering um whether Mm -hmm. they want to have that what i would call or we you and i would call more acidic but some might call a little punchier a little fruitier a little more citrusy um which they would go with the americano but everything else held equal you know if you wanted a little more and i don't now, if muted is the right word, but soft, I think, like you said, it's a better sure. word um, than maybe just drip. So, yeah. Kind of kind of as an anecdote, it was, it was really funny when I was, um, prior to this, thinking about the, the history of Americanos, um, I was pretty recently in Italy for a trip. Yeah. And so, uh, throughout that trip, I, I got to experience, like, the very traditional, like, Italian espresso culture. And it is, it is espresso everywhere. And yeah. coming from America, where truly, like, the primary drink is, like, that drip coffee and that batch brew, after a couple of days, I was, like having this craving for something (laughs) that was a little bit softer. And I'm not usually a person that orders Americanos, but for the first time in my life, I would go up to the coffee bar and I would, I would be very tempted. I'm like, actually, I need to like chase that feeling of drip coffee that I'm missing right now. So I can fully understand how folks back in the day were, were looking for any way to have something close to drip coffee when they were surrounded by espresso. Yeah. Well, okay. So as an aside, even in like countries outside the U S like, is it hard, honestly, for you to like sneak into a cafe unnoticed? 
me personally? Yeah, you personally. <laughs> I it, it depends. I, I I will say if there is if there's any place I'm going to be recognized, it is certainly within a cafe. Um, and, and so it does happen on occasion. I there are times where I do try to just kind of fly under the radar, and like yeah. shoot my espresso and get out of there as fast as possible. Um, but at the same time, it is really really cool to be able to like engage and meet with baristas all over the world. So that's always a really fun opportunity too. Yeah. Do they seem like? Uh... Do they seem intimidated or are they like, you know, oh, when, when, <laughs> when they, when they recognize you, are they like, Oh crap, here she is. I I think more often than not, people are really nice and yeah. excited. I think, I, I hope no one's intimidated. My, I, I genuinely, when I'm in a cafe as a customer, I am just excited to be there. I, I truly love visiting cafes. So it's never a, for me, at least, it is absolutely never a matter of like, I must critique or like, I'm oh, not yeah. thinking overly like yeah. about what I'm experiencing. I'm just happy to be there as a customer. Um, I think there's definitely been a couple of times where I've gotten like a little bit of side eye yeah. <laughs> from baristas who like, they're like, they're like I don't want to say anything. Like, I'm going to be cool <laughs> about this, uh, which is always really funny. But I, I'm always just excited to meet people. So whether they want to say hello or not, it's like, totally up to them and i'm cool either way well and one thing one of wonders i'll say that's great about morgan as a representative of specialty coffee is that she really all is about approachability um you know which is also what we want specialty coffee across the board to to feel like so so yes yes i can i can see what you're talking about okay let's keep going (laughs) long black yes This is where we get into some interesting territory, and we have a couple more drinks down this list as well that are in a similar scenario as this. People like to debate what the difference between an Americano and a long black is. The the real answer is they come from different places, and often it's just a game of proportions. Uh, Usually in the West, you'll hear the word Americano everywhere. That's what we refer to as espresso in water. However, if you go to New Zealand or Australia, usually if you're thinking about a drink that's espresso in water, you're going to call it a long black, and it's Mm. usually a smaller proportion. So it's, it's, it's a couple ounces of hot water and then espresso over top with Whereas in America, we like things to be large. We like our coffee drinks to be large. And so it's like 16 ounces of water (laughs) and a double shot of espresso. And so functionally, they are the same two ingredients. Uh, However, it's a very regional thing of what you're going to call those combinations. Okay, I got you. So, yeah, so so regional. um, You know, and I I have never until we – you and I are preparing for this. I, honestly, I'd never ordered or even thought about a long black, but um, but that's helpful. Yeah, um, you you very very rarely hear it. I think the first time I actually ever ran into a long black um, was when we had some folks from Australia come into one of the cafes I was working at years ago, and they ordered it. And I, <laughs> it was very, uh, it was really funny because I of course never want I never want people to feel awkward so I was like yeah, yeah of course we'll make that and I like kind of had a concept of what it was so I rang them up for Americanos and everything but then I was like back behind the bar like really quickly googling what long <laughs> blacks were <laughs> just so I could make sure I was actually serving them the right thing um 
And then nowadays there are a couple locations in the U.S. of uh, a cafe called Proud Mary, uh-huh. which is originally an Australian cafe. They're really, really delicious, um, but they will serve like true long blacks on their menu. So that's one of the other few places you'll find them in the U.S. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's move on to macchiato. Yes. Which is fun Macchiatos to say. Macchiatos are Yes, <laughs> it's probably macchiato and cappuccino are probably the most interesting to say. Yeah, uh, macchiatos are little tiny uh, traditional espresso drinks. Macchiato um, is a word that usually can be translated something close to to mark or stain. And so, essentially, what you're doing is you're marking the espresso. So it'll be a double or a single espresso, however much you want. And then it'll be just a tiny amount of steamed milk on top. The very traditional way of doing it, like the, the Italian way of doing it, mm-hmm. is putting a little dollop of just like stiff foam on top that you can sip or mix in. Uh, nowadays, in a lot of specialty shops, it'll be more steamed milk, a little less foamy. And essentially, it's just a way to soften and kind of take off the edge of espresso mm. while still being a very small drink that's quick to sip and you can just go afterwards. Gotcha. You know, and as we're going through this uh, or all of this, because some of these drinks will have different aspects of milk in them, mm-hmm. um, continue as you are to explain like, like actually – like what is that type of or that aspect of milk and how is it different than, um, you know, the next thing? Because I think that's because I guess a lot of it is it I guess would be like mouthfeel or like. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of just like playing around with texture. Mm. Once you get into milk drinks, there are so many different names for so many different milk drinks that are essentially just a combination of milk and espresso to some different proportion. And so the variables that are then at play are, again, going to be the proportion of how much milk you're putting to how much espresso, and then also how you're texturing the milk, and if Mm. that's different between drinks. And within the traditional lineup of coffee drinks, you will usually think of the smaller drinks. So we're talking like macchiato, cortado, cappuccino. Those will usually have a a slightly stiffer milk. So there'll be more foam. um, They'll just be, it's going to be a thicker drink in texture. And then getting up into lattes, usually it'll be more what people like to call just steamed milk rather than foamed milk. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, speaking of cortado and cappuccino, let's talk about cortado. Yes, this is uh, one of my favorite drinks, actually. Okay, uh, interesting, because I'll say, yeah. and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, like I've it. only had a Cortado once, and I I don't know. I just wasn't, maybe it's preference, <laughs> you or maybe it wild. wasn't, I wasn't wild. But anyway, so you, you convince, <laughs> convince me, tell me how awesome a Cortado is. I, I really like, I think they're, I, I'm a big fan of small coffee drinks, just mm. because of the fact that, I usually can't drink more than like eight ounces of something in like a sitting. I'll, if I order a 12 ounce latte, you're going to find like half of it sitting in the cup and cold an hour later. Um, but cortados are a one-to-one ratio of steamed milk to espresso. So if you are getting a double shot, it's going to be about two ounces of espresso to two ounces of steamed milk. Mm. And again, that milk is used to cut the sharpness of the espresso a little bit. Um, with that addition of milk, usually you experience slightly different flavors in the espresso because you're adding fats and sugars and proteins to it. And it's just a very nice little, like, a little shooter. <laughs> usually yeah. you can end up drinking them and, like... 
a minute or two and they're they're quite tasty they're also sometimes known as gibraltars as well uh the gibraltar glass which is what the uh, name is referring to it's a very specific type of cup okay um, and so they are functionally the exact same drink whether you order a cortado or a gibraltar um but a gibraltar will be served in a very specific like heavy bottomed cup huh well that's interesting and um when so tell me this when you when you say uh that you you know like drinks like this um do they tend to be with espressos that are more medium to darker roast or mm-hmm. or lighter roast espressos very much up to personal preference i am a a light roast fan through and through um i think light roasted coffees um, do very well in smaller drinks, just because in general, those coffees are going to have profiles that are a bit more delicate. They're usually going to be on the fruitier and more acidic side. And that really shines either on its own or with the addition of a small amount of milk. Um, Sometimes those profiles can be blown out with the addition of too much milk and you'll just kind of lose the essence of the coffee of itself. Um, And so when I'm thinking about smaller drinks, usually I think about lighter roasts that you can really appreciate with that mm. small addition of milk. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, and and you know, with a lighter roast, the just that straight up double shot espresso, or we're just going to call it espresso. Sure. Uh, sometimes it it can be a little too like punchy or wangy or you know whatever you want to call it so so yeah so that's where i guess the milk comes in as far as like kind of mellowing that out a little bit yep absolutely and you said a second ago also cappuccino so tell me about Mm -hmm. cappuccino yeah so again we're playing a game of proportions here with these with these drinks uh cappuccinos uh in the traditional sense if we're going back to how most people think about them um are usually referred to as kind of like a game of thirds where you have one third of the drink is going to be espresso so it's about a six ounce beverage in total so two ounces are espresso then you have two ounces of steamed milk which is going to be milk that is still in a pretty liquid uh form and then that last two ounces is going to be of Uh, milk foam so when the barista is steaming the milk they're steaming it for a little extra long just to make sure you get a good proportion of foam in there as well and then as the drink sits uh, those air bubbles in the milk will rise to the top creating a nice layer of foam on top Mm. then you have your milk and your espresso in the base that is the the very traditional form of a cappuccino nowadays in a lot of specialty cafes um there is not that much distinction between the milk texture anymore usually uh, cappuccinos are going to be closer to the texture of a latte mm-hmm. and it's more just about the fact that it is a six ounce drink so not as much milk texture differentiation more about the size of it all right well listen that is all the time we have for our one-on-oneers today morgan but i want you before we leave and we're going to get you back next week because we have to finish this list but i want you to tell them a little bit about what you're doing at onyx coffee lab Yeah, absolutely. So I work at Honest Coffee Lab as their content marketing specialist. So I work on the marketing team uh, very closely with the director of social media. We work to produce a lot of video content, both for paid advertisements and also for just organic video. Um, On top of that, I work... uh, a lot with the influencer and creator program that we're building out at Onyx. And then on top of that, I just work in general kind of strategy for marketing, whether that is ideation or design or campaigns or anything like that. 
Well, that's awesome. And if anybody wants to follow you specifically on social media, especially Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Morgan Drinks Coffee, and tell us a little bit about what the goal is there and and what they can expect with Morgan Drinks Coffee. Absolutely. Uh, With Morgan Drinks Coffee, my goal is always to kind of open up the world of specialty coffee to folks, whether that is from the cafe side to the home brewing side. You'll find a majority of my cafe sketches and content on Instagram and TikTok. And then if you head over to my YouTube, you'll find a lot of long form content uh, based around different gear you can get, uh, different drinks you can make, and just general coffee education. Awesome. And if anybody wants coffee, they can go to onyxcoffeelab.com. Highly recommend. Yep. And uh, those guys and gals over there know what they are doing when it comes to coffee. Well, listen, pleasure to have you on, and we will bring you back next week, and we will finish our talk on common coffee drinks and lingo. Looking forward to it. Wasn't that fun? That was really fun. So, uh, Morgan. That was also, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. My New Year's resolution is to not interrupt people. Anyways. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Continue. So I think that the Morgan that she, she would probably be embarrassed hearing me talk about this, but the oh Morgan dear. that you see, I'm sorry, Morgan. the Morgan that you see on like the TikToks and the YouTubes mm-hmm. and Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Uh, is the same like Morgan. I mean, I, mean, you can I tell would in that say interview. so. Like in yeah. all her little videos that she makes, it's always like, I don't know. It makes me feel so like happy inside because yeah, she's just so nice in all of them and like sentimental or not yeah. i don't know if that's the right word but like it always Sweet. like yeah and yeah. i think that carried over genuine. a lot I'm but sorry. you but you can tell that that she's she's true to it and, and yeah. she really enjoys what she does and she's a good example of really trying to um or, or being comfortable with what you enjoy and just running with it oh yeah that's a big thing like especially in the age of the gen z especially Mm -hmm. and some gen x i don't know it carries over sometimes sometimes it doesn't but um i think that you can really really now in this age of time make a career out of what you love to do yeah like especially with social media like there's so many influencers um that make a living off of doing what they like to do like turning what they love into a career. Yeah. And the other thing, yeah. And the other thing I would say, the difference in, in Morgan and others is, and this is for all of y'all out there who are trying to figure out like what your place is in the world. Um, just do what like you have a passion for and what you're comfortable with. And, you know, if it turns out, whatever you get millions of, TikTok followers, great. If you don't, if you get one, then just that's totally fine. Like your yeah. worth is not. It's not defined by how many Instagram followers you have, right. TikTok followers, YouTube subscribers. Right there, there's a bigger, there's a bigger picture out there. So that's just my little soapbox for the day. Wow, that was so sentimental of us and deep, <laughs> and that's not yeah. like us at all. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, we are glad that you joined us today for episode one of season two of Coffee 101 from Humble Coffee. If you haven't already, give us a rating. Let us know, like, what you think, what you want to hear, especially on season two. This is the season where people usually have lots of questions. Yeah, I feel like like this is a way more approachable season than the last one. Yeah, season one was great and worth going back to, but this is the one where people really dive deep. Yeah, more questions about specific stuff, because this will be more of the stuff you run into every day at the coffee house. So, please ask questions. Ask questions, leave them in the review, DM, Humble Coffee. Hold on, you said this year you're not going to do that. I was like... I thought we were like talking together. No, listen. Okay. Listen. So either put your questions in a review or DM Humble Coffee on Instagram and uh, follow us on your podcast listening app of choice. Yep. I was going to say that if you want to know something, let us know what you want to know. Yeah. And we'll certainly try to put it into an episode. Yeah. So. Until next time, I'm Kenneth Thomas, and I was joined today in the studio by Katie, and we talked to Morgan Eckroth of Onyx Coffee Lab, who is like a barista guru. And we'll see you and be in your ears next time on Coffee 101.